0: let's get ready for some serious shift. This is a podcast Shifting Inside Out hosted by your quantum shifter, Angie McCourt. We're diving into ways to empower and enable a quantum shift, inspiring topics, hacks, and guest speakers take us on a journey around authenticity, challenging status quo, personal power, and living a purpose-filled life. In this episode, Diana Weber and I talk about a really amazing journey that she's had. And one of the amazing things that she's found on her journey is when she was in her most challenging times in life is when she found her most personal growth and when she was able to tap into tools and resources that have become part of who she is and part of her work in the world, which is really amazing. I love Diana's philosophy around where does a journey begin and when does it end? Because in reality, we are always on a journey, and sometimes our journeys seem to begin where there may actually be an ending. So it's really amazing to hear Diana share her story, as well as some amazing tips and tricks and tools that um, really take us to the edge of the evolution that we are seeing right now and those tools are going to become some of the most important tools of our future and how we can actually shape shift and make change happen i'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode as you listen you can find me on linkedin at angie belts mccourt on instagram at angie underscore mccourt Or on Twitter at McCourt Angie. So without further ado, let's hear from Diana. Diana, welcome to Shifting Inside Out. I am so excited to have you on this episode. I have been waiting for this for a long time. (laughs) And I did not tell you, but this episode is going to be published on February 22nd, 2022.
1: Oh wow! Uh huh. That's oh my an energy goodness.
0: portal time. So yes. you get the special the special launch date.
1: Oh my! <laughs> All gosh, right. So awesome.
0: <laughs> to get started, why don't you introduce yourself?
1: Yeah. Okay. So thanks, Angie, for having me. I've been so excited to do this as well. Um, so how do I introduce myself? Well, I could first say that I'm a mother. I'm a daughter. Um, I'm a human. I'm a professional. Um, you know, and most of all, I like to consider myself as a light worker. Um, and I don't know if, if you're familiar with the term light worker. I'm sure you are, but a lot I of am. people might not be. But it was something that kind of found me um, in my early journey where uh, I just started finding, um, you know, readings that would just resonate with me. And it's really all about bringing peace and bringing. Um, raising other people to finding their way, finding their spiritual self, finding their authentic self, and, and helping them with that journey. And as I was starting to dabble into different teachings for myself and just learnings, I realized one day that that's what I am. That's what my mission is: is to be a light worker.
0: It's beautiful. Love it. And you are. <laughs> and you are. <laughs> hands down.
1: Uh, All right. You. So.
0: Um, to get started, we're going to do a quick round of questions so that the audience can get to know you a little bit. So first thing is, what is your morning ritual?
1: So my morning ritual is definitely to uh, get up early. I definitely get my coffee because <laughs> that's definitely vital and important. Um, but I really like to have the space and the time to have the house dim, to have a candle lit, to have things be quiet, and really set the tone for how i'm going to set my intentions for the day um, and sometimes i will look at my calendar briefly just to kind of get that visual roadmap of what's coming up ahead and and setting that intention and, and visualizing how i want things to go but then i also peel back and give myself that space to just be able to open and hold my own space in the morning um, you know I, I will go outside often and sit on my front patio watch the sunrise you know and just really get that time to connect so that i kind of can start the day renewing my energy from the day before (laughs) and be ready to give it my all, (laughs) clean slate. awesome,
0: because the next thing I was gonna ask was how do you renew your energy, so.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sometimes I call it, I do too much peopling, right? And you're exhausted at the end of the day. Um, And the kind of work that we do, you know, coaching and and really um, empathy work and and working with people, it's very exhausting. Um, My way of re-energizing is, Really get back into nature. Take a walk. Um, connect with nature. Go feed my birds out back. I have thousands of turtles in my pond, and I'll literally just I'll make that time. My partner knows that after work I need that space to kind of decompress and unpack the day because we work from home 24/7. I don't want to be bringing it all with me in the energy that we then share for the rest of the evening. So um, for me, it's really just getting outside, doing some breath work, taking a walk, connecting with nature. Um, A lot of times just listening to music, sometimes grabbing a cocktail, sitting on your patio and putting some music on, Yeah, you know, Mm it's a good way to unwind. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. I love it. All right. So what is your guilty pleasure? I bet I can pick one of them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You probably can. There's one, there's many. Uh, But I'll say a guilty pleasure for me would definitely be um, uh, binge watching, something that, you know, is just really, really grabs me or just fun to watch and just get thoughtless watching just gets me to um, just not have to think about anything and just really unwind. Another thing is I love cooking shows. I'm obsessed with cooking shows. So I will watch one episode after another of all different kinds of cooking shows. And I enjoy cooking. So that's also um, something that's teaching me as as well as it's just a guilty pleasure to be able to watch, you know, so I have fun with that as well. Excellent. I love it.
0: All right. So this is going to be a really amazing episode. I'm so excited to have you on. And I really want you to go full out in this experience and sharing with our listeners and I don't care how long this episode goes. So um, <laughs> so what I want you to do is take a deep breath.
1: <laughs> Already doing it. <laughs> and
0: go ahead and tell us about your journey.
1: Oh, yeah, the journey. <laughs> Where do you start? Um <laughs> You know, I'm I'm so excited to be able to talk about this, and um, it it it, is—it's tough to say where's your starting point in your journey, right? Where does it really start? Because the the soul is—is forever. (laughs) So where does that journey really start? Um, But for me, I can tell you that I—I've been on what I call a spiritual journey for many years now. And what that means for me is really trying to figure out where my path and my purpose is, and where I fit into this puzzle piece called life and the universe. And, you know, where does it really fit into that? Am I really doing the right things? Am I really doing my calling? Um, and then what are some things that kind of nudge me along the way to to figure that out? And what are the tools that I've learned along the way that have helped me get there? And I'm still on a journey. It's never over. It's it's not a destination, right? It's it's the journey. It's the climb. Um, but I can tell you starting out. Um, I'm adopted. So I was adopted at two weeks old uh, with a twin brother, Damien.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And You know, we we always grew up knowing that we were adopted, that was never a secret. And so I could tell you that I I always had a curiosity in my life. And I love my family is who raised me. That's my mom and my dad and my sisters. And and of course, my brother, who was my birth brother. Um, But I I've always wanted to know who my birth parents were. I felt Mm -hmm. like I need to know my identity and it was more than biologics. It was just, do we have any traits that take after them? My brother was an artist and he was, you know, does that come after somewhere? And I'm a writer and you know, where do we get these gifts from? And just wanting to know that was an always an open void in my life. So that was something that kind of pivoted me into kind of self discovery and go down a path there um and i did have the opportunity through amazing dna (laughs) to find my birth mother in 2017 um and it wasn't the story that i expected or anticipated and so that became a different part of my journey right and how Mm -hmm. to deal with that um another thing my brother you know my my beloved twin brother um unfortunately passed away at age 15 in Mm -hmm. in a very tragic accident with Mm -hmm. the civil air patrol um, it was and will be the most devastating event that has ever happened in my entire life. And mm-hmm. losing him, especially at age 15, two weeks going into our sophomore year, um, I just felt like the universe punched a hole, took him out, and I just felt lost. I mm-hmm. felt lost and so much anger. So mm-hmm. much, you know, my belief in the universe was now questioned, you know, mm-hmm. my belief in God was questioned and, and, you know, how could this happen? And, um, you know, became a very angry person, you know, wanting answers and really needed to know and understand that true connections never die, you know, and that we're always connected and desperate to find those ways so that I can stay connected to him. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, through that process, um, it found me. I didn't Mm. have to search very far so i just had to be open to to wanting to have that discovery and keep that connection with my brother and so that led me into um i would say how do we tap into the energy that's around us how do we find those tools to where we can be open to receiving and um you know energy flows and as you know you know connections never die energy just transcends it just transforms and and i can't say that happened overnight it was over several years of me just you know having these experiences and what i would call synchronicities where i'll have a dream and my brother will be there and he'll tell me something that was very important or very va- validating to mm-hmm. me or I would find something that um, I know wasn't there a minute ago, and I would turn around, and there would be like pennies left for me, or something, or some sign, right? That mm-hmm. you know that mm-hmm. somebody's he's around you, or a song would play on the radio, and I would know that that was the song that we played at his funeral, and it, you know, it mm-hmm. would it would just show up for no reason. And what I'm thinking, and so those connections are are always there. Um, so that was like probably the pivotal things in my life that have spun me on that journey. Um, But there was a lot of things that happened in between, (laughs) you know, (laughs) right. Um, Yeah. So then, you know, as a professional, you know, the work that I do um, and, and we do, I'll, I'll, I'll mention it you know we we did start our company called Arda and it's really around you know agile transformations but it's also around transformations of people mm-hmm. and the impact of change and helping people through discovering their journey and and making that happen through fruition. Um, And so it was many years of that type of work and really being connected to that, that I've been able to pull the tools that I've learned from my personal journey and my personal path into the work that I do. Um, And what I like to believe is, um, we're a catalyst, you know, I I believe that all the work that each of us do, we are instruments, Um, self as instrument is key, that how we show up every day, the tools and the intuition and as you eloquently write in your book, all the gifts that each of us have um, show up with us when when I go into my professional life or even in my personal life, I am a mind, body, spirit that shows up and I don't disconnect them. And that takes, I would say, and it, it didn't always happen that way, but courageous authenticity. Right. To be able yes. to be to be vulnerable and and bring those gifts into work and say, how can I tap into my intuition? How do I leverage my ability to feel energy mm-hmm. and give energy and open and hold space for people so that yeah. they can be their best? And. Um, you know, so I think this journey has been an evolution, where I've had these major events happen in my life, and I've had to deal with them, I've had to go through healing. um, And I had to find the tools to, to be able to manage that and and learn from them. And so now I'm on this continuous journey of where can I bring it next? You know, how can I share those gifts? Like you, you talk about we we all have gifts and if we keep them to ourselves what good is that
0: mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> we want to share them <laughs> with
1: the world yes um, and and you know through the process there's been a lot of um you know healing i uh, from a from an emotional standpoint um i didn't go too deep into my health journey but it was it was a really rough time in my life and a time when i was in the middle of my career you know and still a single mother and Not knowing what the future held for me was very scary. Mm -hmm. And learning how to have the gift of pause. And Mm -hmm. I can tell you that when that happened in my life and it was a forced halt, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm going full force in my career. I'm I'm going full force where I, you know, on my purpose and and what I want to be doing, um, have a lot of friends, have a great life, and then all of a sudden my life stops. Mm -hmm. And um I didn't realize it then until later looking back but it was the biggest gift that i actually was given was to have that gift of pause because i worked a lot i was always so enraptured in the day-to-day that as much as we say and i'm writing a book (laughs) called journey well i've been writing it for many many years and the reason why it hasn't been finished is because i get wrapped up in that day-to-day and you're caught up in um you know your, your everyday work or your conversations, you get tired, then you've got the things you just have to do that by the time you think about doing anything, you're just tapped out. You know, I just don't have the energy for it. I don't have the focus for it. Um, and that gift of pause is actually where I was able to do a lot of my writing, a lot of my journaling, but it also was a place for me to learn to sit still. To to, You have no choice, Diana. You are stuck at home for six months. You have an IV pole stuck to you during the day and you have a a nutrition pump hooked up to you at night. You can't leave your house. What are you going to do at this time and space? Mm -hmm. Uh, I could sit at home and I could wallow and I could be sorry for myself or I could just be bored and just be angry. But I had to find purpose within the process. Um, So also through that is where I was able to teach myself, learn about, practice new Mm. tools that, again, have been part of this evolution of things I've been able to bring into my everyday life. Um, Part of that would be meditation, really, really got into how do I tap into being still learning how to shut off that chatterbox <laughs> in my <laughs> mind, um, because you are your own saboteur, right? Yes. That you, your own voice can be the most dangerous voice for yourself. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the voice that I wanted to learn how to shut off. And, and so just learning how to do meditation, um, even prior to that, I was involved with transcendental meditation, kundalini yoga, Over the years, dabbled in that and really kind of got into it. And what I didn't realize, those were the gifts that were setting me up for being able to go through that health journey and having the ability to be able to tap in, slow down, let myself and give myself permission to heal. Yes. Give myself that permission to say, you take care of everybody else. That's all you do. You know, you're always taking care of your kids. You're always taking care of other people. And I'm the last one that I take care of. And it was this force. You have to give yourself permission to do this because you have to get through this. And it was through all these dabblings that I've done over the years that gave me the tools that I needed to actually push through that and get to the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can tell you, when I came through the other side, it was I was stronger than ever. I was absolutely stronger than ever. And having that gift of pause, you know, having to halt your work, having to halt your phone, and just do nothing but focus on you. um, I don't think I would have had that opportunity had I not been forced to have this event in my life that I had to deal with. Mm -hmm. So in itself, that was a gift in a weird way. Yeah, that's (laughs)
0: awesome. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I think too, you know, every part of your journey so far that you've shared, um, you've always looked at how do i how do I build myself up from here? How do I heal? What do I need to learn? What are the lessons and what right. can I do for myself? And yes. I've heard that with every single instance that you've shared. and I think it's just mm-hmm. beautiful and it is so um what the world needs right now, you know, because a lot of times people can get into a spiral. something happens, yeah. and all of a sudden it's it's life is happening to me, not for me. yeah, and living in And and living in that um, effect versus cause. Reaction. is is Exactly. And it's also how that spiral keeps going down. Instead, you figured out how to spiral up. And that's just beautiful.
1: Yeah. Thank you. And, you know, um, and I know we've talked about this before, but uh, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And I'm Mm -hmm. a firm believer of that. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes... I'm the student. Often I'm the student. I, we're always students. You know, you, you stop living when you stop learning, right? So yeah. I'm always a student of life. There's always something for me to learn, but I've also shown up as the teacher mm-hmm. for others, not even aware that that's my calling or that, that that I have that gift to be able to help people as well um, in really odd scenarios that you don't expect. I'll give you an example. Um, a friend of mine, a dear friend of mine had a business and she was at the point where she was, this was even pre COVID was forced to have to um, move out of her space. She couldn't afford it. Um, And she had to like, really kind of let that go and realize that she, at that time in her life, it wasn't the right time for that. She had to reset herself and she had to Mm -hmm. figure out what was next. And she asked me to go to the building with her um, that she was having to move out of because she was, Basically, getting evicted from her her lease um, for her office, and asked me to help her, and I really showed up thinking I was going to be packing boxes, and that I was going to be helping her do the physical stuff and just be that friend who could be there for her, you know, crying through the right. process and just helping her. And I started picking up things and she's like, no, 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 what are you doing? I said, well, isn't that why I'm here? She goes, no, I need you to help me let this go and release this Mm. and help me, help me walk through here that when I walk out those doors that I I can let this go, I can let this go and be okay with it. And so that was like one of the first moments where I'm like, wow, I never saw myself as that. Teacher or that catalyst, and it was uh, it was an honor, and it was also it was it was something I wasn't expecting, but it was very powerful. And just to know Mm -hmm. that when we can, you know, how did she see that in me that I'm able to do that? But you know, she shared with me it's because she saw what I've been able to do for myself and my own letting go and releasing um, that was able to help with that. So you know, you never know. Um, The hard part of when the student is ready and the teacher appears. You've got to be willing to show up and do the assignment (laughs) show up on a platter that, you know, I'm, I'm curious, I'm, I'm putting this energy out that I'm needing something. I need to learn something. The universe knows what I need. Um, I always say set your intention and believe that the universe has heard you and trust Mm -hmm. that and believe that what you need is on its way to you now. And you don't know how that's going to show up and it might be in very different ways than what you're expecting. Um, it could show up in, in a way that you get a phone call from somebody that um, leads you to something that mm-hmm. potentially could open up a door for something else. Right. Or mm-hmm. there's like these I call them little breadcrumbs like, mm-hmm. you know, and you have to be willing to see the signs and you have to be willing to. Um, notice synchronicities, be open to them. Don't be afraid of them. Don't, don't chalk it up to coincidence and just realize that there's like these little nuggets of things that will come to you and give you an opportunity to get you to where you need to go, but there's work involved it Mm -hmm. doesn't you don't have a silver platter that you know you're you know you you want to manifest something in particular that's just going to show up for you Mm -hmm. and life gets easy again you're going to have some work to get there and it will show up for you in ways that you will be given those opportunities you just have to be willing to see it and you have to be willing to be all in and be grateful and and believe that you are on your way to where you need to go um I can always tell you probably what has gotten me through a lot of the difficult times and, and I know I'm, I'm, I'm by no means, you know, uh, an exception. There are people who have had harder difficulties, you know, in their lives that, than I probably have had or more. It, it's not a comparison. It's just my journey and this is what I know mm-hmm. and what's true for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just, I just feel like um, we are always in the right place mm-hmm. and at the right time. Mm -hmm. We were exactly where we are supposed to be. Um, And that might seem cliche for some people where oh, that's just, you know, what people say when they just don't, they just don't want to accept that, you know, there was a there was a reason for why they're where they're at, or, you know, when I look back at anything difficult that's happened to me, it's always launched me to something different and brought me to a higher place in my life. And I'm not talking about just career, talking Mm -hmm. about how I am as a soul evolution, (laughs) I think, Mm -hmm. Um, and being able to um, understand my authentic self and be able to tap into my higher self and my intuition and just being able to trust that I actually have the answers. I just, you know, we already have the answers. It's imprinted on us. We just have to be able to be open to connecting to the things around us, to nature, to the universe, to our higher selves, and, and we'll get the answers that we need. And mm-hmm. and the tools we need and the steps we need will come to us. I'm a firm believer of that.
0: Absolutely. So um we'll definitely talk about um your views on, and and thoughts on authenticity, but I would this is a good time right now, I think, to tap into intuition because that is one of the tools how we can get the answers. Any guidance for uh the listeners on Either instances that have happened to you or how to tap in or what happens when you feel blocked, like or not recognizing is this ego or is this intuition?
1: Right. Well, let me just start by saying um, we've all had hunches every one of us and i'm not i don't by any means believe that i am psychic but i do believe i do have sensory gifts um, and strong Mm -hmm. ones um how many times have you met somebody where the hair on your neck stands up and you just get a sick feeling there's something that's not right about that energy that's near you we've all had moments like that we've all we've all had hunches that Something just feels off. We don't know what it is. Um, It could be a work scenario where you're you're having a situation and you just something's just not sitting right with you or there's just something happening that you're just, you know, you just know isn't right. And it could be someone else's agenda. It could be something that someone else is doing. But how many times do we look back and we're like, I knew it. I knew it. I was right. (laughs) Or the guy that we were dating that you you just knew something was quite off. And then later on, you're like, I knew it. You know, why didn't I go with my gut instinct? We prove to ourselves time and time again, we sense things and we know them. When you can let go that doubt and you can like kind of look back on your life and recognize and call out that yes there have been very specific instances that i know that i've had i don't even know why i knew this i just knew this um how many times do you pick up the phone and call somebody that you haven't talked to in a really long time and it turns out that you call them at exactly the right time with the right message that they needed in their life at that moment or i've had that happen to me on the receiving end that happens mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Recognize those things as, you know, that's divine intervention. Um, but it's also intuition that you're sensing someone needs something and you're connected. We're mm-hmm. connected we're, mm-hmm. and we're connected in so many ways. And um, I mean, I, I definitely believe in distance healing and distance feeling mm-hmm. and, you um, I know that I can, you know, Reiki is a great example Mm -hmm. of that, is being able to send your energy, send your thoughts and your, your intentions, think about the power of prayer, even if people think it's a placebo, whatever, they have proven scientifically (laughs) that when people, a group of people set intentions for something, there is, there are things that happen. Yes. people on the receiving end and they can't explain it, but mm-hmm. it's it's the power of intention um, and it's amplified. So mm-hmm. I would say when it comes to intuition, think about those times in your life that you've had those gut instincts. And even if you, you're like, man, I should have listened to myself. I knew I was wrong. <laughs> Just trust yourself and let go of judgment of yourself, let go of judgment, be open to tapping into your higher self that that's the all knowing voice that already already knows everything. And, and, and it's aware, it, it has an awareness greater than you are tapping yourself and opening yourself and allowing yourself to have. And we can tap into that higher knowledge, especially in the most critical moments of our life. Mm-hmm. Um, there'll be people that are having, I would say, a near-death experience, or they're in an accident and something happens, they hear a voice. Mm-hmm. They'll hear a voice instructing them. A lot of times that is the voice of your higher self. That is talking to you and guiding you. Call it angels, whatever you want, but but I believe in that energy. Um, so so don't doubt your own ability to guide. Your intuition is the greatest compass you will ever have. And when you can start to trust that process, and it might take a period of time, but when you start to trust that process, you start to see the pattern of if I go with my first gut instinct, did you know was I right? Just try it. Have that experiment. Um, you'll start to trust yourself that you'll be able to open yourself up to tap into intuition. And when you do mm-hmm. that, the floodgates open up, Yeah. sometimes oh. you're more intuitive than you, you'd like, <laughs> but, um, and it shows up for people differently. For me, I'll be honest, I, it comes to me often, a, a feeling, um, a sense, Mm-hmm. My senses are on overload, but also my dreams. Mm-hmm. I have dreams that since I was a child, um, that the super sensory overload. I don't know that I'm not dreaming. Like I can feel things, touch things. It's like I'm here touching this bottle and I can feel, you know, the condensation on my water bottle right now. It's, it's as real as that. And um, sometimes in those dreams, I will connect with people and I will get messages or I'll receive messages. And The next day or a week later, something will happen that, you know, was called out in my dream or it was a premonition. So those are all examples of intuition. Um, But it could also be as you're thinking about, do I take that job offer? You know, what what am I? sit, Sit and rest and think about it. Clear your mind. Allow like just your own. Um, ability to just kind of reason and just, just let it flow, just kind of clear mm-hmm. that mind and see what happens. The answers will come to you. I promise. Uh-huh. Pause. <laughs> Pause. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pause and
0: just be. Yeah. And listen.
1: Sit with it.
0: Yeah.
1: Just sit with it. Yeah. it's awesome. Okay.
0: So um, a couple things. You First, you mentioned about showing up as your authentic self every day. Um share with us what that means, and if you have any um if you've ever had any kind of struggles with environment and how you've been able to overcome that,
1: yeah, so I mean, for me, showing up as your authentic self is um not having to wear that mask, right? not be able to say that I'm gonna wear this professional hat today um or or even in my personal life, I'm gonna go to church today and I'm gonna wear this hat, and people only see me in this way um. Mm-hmm. In whatever experience you're, you know, or environment that you're talking about, it could be, it could be all those things. For me, it's about being true to who you are, showing up, open to your gifts, being not being afraid to share them, to show them, to have, um, I would say, sharing your your thoughts, um, and, and not being afraid that you're going to be condescended or that you're going to be judged. Um, A lot of the tools that I've learned, I have tried to take with me into the workplace, you know, as my previous leader, um, Mm -hmm. about wanting to do vision boarding with the team and wanting to kind of set intentions and and manifest, you know, what is the vision that we want to hold for ourselves and the whole opening and holding space. I mean, that's not always welcome in very corporate worlds and environments. Sometimes, you know, when I'm working with a group of people, and senior leadership and executives, they might look at that as being a little bit, you know, too, too spiritually out there too too, uh, you know, uh, universal, it's not really, you're, you're not talking about work and professional things. And how does that relate to that? And they write you off as being weird, you know, or <laughs> crazy. And I've been called that before. I've had people mm. say, Diana, she's really out there, you know, she's really into all these things. And I'm okay with that. You have to be okay with that. So for me, I would say be brave. Um, And then, you know, know know what you want to share and when you want to share it, but don't feel like you have to hide who you really are. You know, there's Mm -hmm. a time and place for everything. I'm not saying just divulge everything about you. Um, You know, there are... There is a time and place for everything and you have to you want to trust people and you want to build that trust and you know who you share things with might start off small but I think at the end of the day I want to know that I showed up as me and that I'm bringing my gifts and allowing myself to bring those with me mm-hmm. if I'm afraid of what people are going to think I'm going to limit what the value is and the impact that I can bring into my everyday work And like I said, it could be with your family, it can be work, it could be multiple scenarios. But for me, I really think for me, it's being true to yourself. What's true for you? What's true for Mm -hmm. you? And not being afraid to say that. I don't know how many times you know. um, Psychological safety ties in with this. I mean, honestly, about there's such a connection with psychological safety and the ability to be authentic. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't feel safe to be me. And mm-hmm. that has to stop, which is why I'm yes. so excited about the work you're doing, um, because it's important. It's important yeah. that people feel safe to be able to be their authentic selves and, and whatever that means for them, you know, mm-hmm. that we're we're showing up mind, body and spirit, and we're not going to be judged and that we are empowered to use that those skills and our, our individual, you know, just I would say our abilities um, that might not be uh what I would say mainstream, you know, that, that we that we can we can have those conversations and we can use those tools and we can show up and and we can um you know just be free in that way and yeah. fully empowered. Yeah.
0: And it's interesting because all of the things that you really enjoy incorporating into engaging with the teams and connecting with the teams They're just a little ahead of their time, but this is where we're going because we have to. And the reason is, is because traditional goal setting is not going to work anymore. Traditional strategy setting does not work anymore. We are in an environment of uncertainty, unpredictability. We are in an environment that is ebb and flowing like crazy speeds. Oh yeah. And all of these old traditional, very linear, very uh, logical thinking kind of methods are no longer going to work. So yeah. we have to open up to creativity. We have to open up to new processes of collective alignment, mm-hmm. of collaboration, of curiosity, yes. of creativity, of, of collaboration in a way that is not forced. Yes. So in a way that is is very welcomed. And it becomes Lighting. an <laughs> organism. Yes. And yeah. so when I think about the things that you've brought in, they're just a little early. But it's the right things, right? So yeah. showing up your authentic self, sharing your gifts has helped many others feel very comfortable, given them safe space and growth containers to actually be able to come in as their authentic self as well. Yeah. And that is a gift. And that's light worker work.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, sure. it, it is. And it's opening a holding space. It's leading by example. Um You know, and just being able to, what we used to say, eat our own dog food, (laughs) you know, we can talk about it, but am I doing it myself? Am I living and breathing the words that I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, with coaching, especially the work that we do, it's, it's helping people find helping them find it within themselves, their own answers and yes. their own solutions. We're not we're not giving it to them on a silver platter. We're giving them tools. We're guiding them. We're inquiring and we're giving people permission. I mean, this is where, again, that whole environment of curiosity, innovation is not going to happen if you don't have the freedom to, um, I like to say, you know, we say fail sooner, I like to say learn sooner, right? We get to experiment, we get to try something. If we didn't get the outcomes that we expected, well, that's okay. We learned something from it. It was going to impact what we do next. I mean, nothing is lost and giving people the safety to, to know that they can, make those experiments and and just try new things and innovate. And it's OK that we don't know exactly what the outcome is going to be. It, but then what we get from that is some really amazing innovation because we yes. open that door for people to feel safe to do that. So mm-hmm all these things really can make an impact on, you know, what you do every day and how you make a living and how you show up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. One of the things that I I used to do too, and I still do it because now everything's on video. um, We need to find ways more than ever on how to keep that connection. Mm -hmm. Right. We're not meeting in person. A lot of companies are, are hundred percent remote still. Some are not even going back. Um, Even if, companies do. They're still distributed and remote teams. We're never going to be the same mm-hmm. again, how mm-hmm. we were. Yes. Um, so that's something that people have to learn to um, embrace and kind of learn to let go of the way we used to be. It will never be the same again. It doesn't yeah. mean it's going to be bad. It might be better. We just have to find those tools, find, yeah. it, you know, find those creative ways to stay connected. Um, but one of the things that I try to do to keep that authenticity, especially because when we're not in person anymore, so okay, can I keep my video off? I choose to have my video on every day. I want that connection. My energy is gonna go through that screen. <laughs> They're yes. gonna feel me. Um, I, I feel want, it right now. Yeah, <laughs> I want that. Presence. And and it's 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 interesting because I'm actually finding that sometimes that connection is is so strong. That just using the right tools and having that collaboration, that invitation. Um, but one of the things you asked me what I do in the morning, one thing that I do do is I'll look in the mirror. When I used to drive into work, I would look in the mirror in my car before I would get out and I would say, how do you want to show up today?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How? What is your way of being? How do you want to be in the space today? You know, sometimes, you know, you're, you're up for a challenge that day. I look at my calendar in the morning, I'll be like, yeah, it's going to be a doozy today. I I already know I'm going to have some resistance somewhere. How am I going to show up in that space and help guide that and and to me just checking yourself and doing that self check in Mm -hmm. uh, thing, you know, and and it's okay to even do like that. you know, we do one word check-ins at the beginning of, of certain events, just to say, how are you showing up in the space today? So that when we come in here and we do this workshop, or we're going to do this collaboration, what's true for you right now when you come into this space and giving mm-hmm. permi- permission for people to say, I had a heck of a morning getting my kids to school. I mean, honestly, I'm kind of frazzled. I'm a little stressed right now. It's, it's giving people permission to be real about how they are showing up. So mm-hmm. but we have to yes. do that for ourselves too. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And, you know, one of the things that I think is important, and you've done this um, and you introduced this to me years ago, is setting that safe space. So, kind of creating a container for a team. So, as a leader, you know, if you want your team to show up in an authentic way, to be open, to be collaborative, to um, Mm -hmm. share ideas in a way that they feel is in a safe place, how is a leader? you create Mm
1: -hmm. that container? You know, it's amazing. You can literally physically create a container. Um, A lot of times when I start, I I do a lot of workshops. I work with a lot of senior leadership. Um, I work with lots of different levels of people that are in the room together too, and you have to find ways that they feel safe um, and empowered. So I will literally... Um, use a collaboration tool, you know, and have a picture of a container (laughs) Or, or, or a pond or something, something that's contained. And I'll invite them to say, you get to choose your rules of engagement for today of how you want to be in this space. And you might kick it off with some ideas about, you know, obviously the, 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 I would say the obvious ones like respect each other. Everybody has a voice, but really allowing them to own that container in that space for the day. And guess what? They start to co-create right off the bat. And they're co-creating and they're co-unifying and and um, co-deciding on how they want to be. And that can be for just a period of time, a time box period of time for an event, or it could really be, how does my team want to engage with each other? We talk about team agreements, right? It's the same idea. You're creating a container of this is how we want to be. These are the rules of engagement that we want to have. From how do we communicate? How do we handle conflict? I mean, these are all things that are going to happen. And then, of course, if we really are authentic selves, we're going to show up in different ways. Some days we're yeah. not going to be our best. <laughs> we're not going to be our best selves. And and how do we mm-hmm. how do we have empathy for that? And how do we handle that? And so, I think those are just some simple tools that are kind of going back to the basics. It's, it's almost like everything I needed to know, I learned in kindergarten. I mean, that's so true. It's, you have to play nice in the sandbox. And how are we going to do that? But it's really about creating that space together, and then reminding each other, when we go astray from that about, hey, hey, let's come back to this. Let's take a look at this. Um, do we remember what we agreed upon? Like this is, do we want to get back to this? Is there something we should change? It's an evolution. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's that constant invitation, I would say, of co-creation. And, yes. and creating that container in that space. Um,
0: that is beautiful. Yeah.
1: yeah. And opening and holding space is dear to me, as you know. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's why I wanted you to share, because I really feel that um, now more than ever, it's just, it's a new skill that teams and leaders need to have. And it's not just a facilitator that needs to have that for All special right. workshops, events and projects. It is ongoing. Um, it is in meetings. It is in, you know, just how the team engages on a regular basis. Yeah. And it's yeah. so important. And it, and it, what I think it does as well is it gives voice to the group as an organism. It gives voice to them as an entire kind of being. Um, yeah. and, and they're able to establish that together, which could actually reduce resistance down the road, reduce other um, judgmental types of types of behaviors, as mm-hmm. well as um, you know, back pocket vetoing stuff and things like that, where, you know, that that's been kind of traditional business type of behaviors, good, bad or ugly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I think that's really important. The, um, the other thing that I would love for you to really, because you're so passionate about this, and, it, and I, <laughs> it, it's amazing. Um, vision boards. Yeah. So, People can call them goal boards, whatever they want to say. I literally had a vision board for my book. I had a vision board for my business. My husband and I have a vision board over our bed for our joint (laughs) life stuff. I have a spiritual practice vision board. (laughs) And then I created a a, a new vision board for this year um, for my expanded kind of focus around, um, I call it business, but it's really around my purpose. Mm -hmm. And um, I can tell you, that we're always having to refresh it because
1: what you stick
0: sticks (laughs) what i mean by what you stick like we i cut out pictures from the internet yes is what i use and i I make that but what i would love for you to do because i call you the expert on vision boarding would you share with the audience like in the listeners you know what is that practice and what and how have you experienced why are you such a believer? Okay. How have you shared it with others and what can you share on how they can create their own?
1: <laughs> okay, yeah. So, I mean, honestly, I have done vision boarding for many, many years and it's funny because um my partner and I are vision boarding this weekend. So, it's nice. actually <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> co-creating that vision board. So, I love that that you and your husband do that because it's so important. Um So vision boarding is basically just imagine and you can do it um, virtually or you could do it physically. And what I will say is when you do the act of physical vision boarding and I'll explain the process, there's something about being physical that actually drives and amplifies the intention behind it Mm -hmm. when you're physically building this board versus just doing it online. I mean, you both can be powerful and I want to take that away for people that are very digital. Um, but, but at the same time, I believe when you actually take the time to do it very old school, there's something behind that energy and that intention and that deliberation that you're doing of creating this that's going to amplify your manifesting um as so a vision board just imagine as a blank canvas okay and i literally went out and bought you could buy poster board it could be like one of those um what i actually like is the um, science fair type boards that have the three pillars. I use mind, the trifold. Yeah. Mind, body, spirit is <laughs> yep, how I exactly. break it up, right? <laughs> um, and, and basically, what a vision board is, it's really where you're setting intentions on where you want to go in your life, where you want to be, what you want to have, and nothing is off the table. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay to be what i would say it's okay to have really big grandiose schools you want to have that mansion put it on your vision board mm-hmm. you want to have that car ha- put on your vision board could be like me i want i have one from my book as well i want i have pictures of um a, a book club that I'm reading from that it's my book, you know, or that I'm on Oprah Super Soul Sunday as her guest yes. and and um things like that. So like I will create envision images. I'll go find images, whether it be a magazine. you can print them from online. Um, have that printer, cut them out. And you literally find images and words that resemble what it is that you're really trying to manifest. And this could be vacations. This could be having peace in your life. It could be finding love. It could be your profession and where you want to grow. It could be, um, you know, spirituality. It could be on any topic and you can have a very focused board like you have for different things in your life. I do that as well. So that it's super intentional, super focused on that one thing. And then I have one that we're co-creating together for our future and the life that we want to have and the travels that we want to do and the experiences we want to share that we're co-creating that together. And you literally just cut these images out. You find words that resemble or, or have powerful impacts that when you look at this it's going to resonate a feeling in you. And it's a reminder of the hard work you're doing to get there. And mm-hmm. when you think about what you want and you when you, we talk about manifesting, it's more than just slapping it on a board and looking at it every day. It's believing that you already have it. And the universe has heard you, you set that intention, and now everything's going to happen in the universe to conspire to get you what you want, okay? This is the big thing, energy, okay? What we think is Mm -hmm. what we receive. So when you start thinking about all the things you don't have in your life, Mm -hmm. you will get more of that because Mm -hmm. your energy is focused on the negative void of the things that you're missing or lacking or don't have. And the universe is going to give more of that to you because that's where your energy is focused when you start to shift your thinking into I believe that I'm going to have this and you you feel the gratitude as if you already have it Mm -hmm. like you literally get to that place where you can believe you have it it's on its way to you and you can let yourself sit in gratitude and feel that honor and gratitude and sit with that the speed of manifesting is incredible and you just have to believe it. You have to believe in the process. If you just do it and you don't believe in it, you know, I don't really know that that's gonna amplify acceleration of anything. But what happens is, doesn't mean you get a knock on your door and that car shows up or you get that house or you get that perfect job. Different synchronicities, like I mentioned before, will start to happen and unfold in your life in such a way that those things become possible. But you've mm-hmm. gotta show up and do the work. <laughs> it doesn't just show up for you. And um, what's great about vision boarding is it really gives you that reminder every day. This is why I'm working so hard. This is why yeah. I'm going through this journey and maybe it's a struggle, but on the other side of it, it's going it, to, there's going to be healing. Healing can be on your vision board. Yes. It's on mine, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know, yeah. those types of things. Um, my first real big experience with a vision board, and this is going to sound really hokey and it's hundred percent true. Uh-huh. Um, I went through a divorce. My kids were young. I had to move into an apartment temporarily and I I really was really set in my mind that I was kind of starting over financially. This was many years ago and I knew that by a certain date, within two years before my daughter started middle school, I wanted to be in a house and Mm -hmm. I had to have that goal of I want to be in a house. This is a big goal for me. I'm starting all over and I didn't know what would be possible and it was early in my career, wasn't making what I'm making today. So it was a lot different. I had to be realistic with what I could really do. And so I started creating a vision board. And I, what I did was I knew where I wanted to live. I wanted to be close to my family. I looked at the real estate ads and I just started looking at nothing posh, nothing that was really out there to where I didn't really think I could get it. I was trying to be realistic. This is my mm-hmm. two year, two year goal. And I just randomly cut out a picture of a house And I put it on my vision board, put a bunch of other things on my vision board, and you know that's all great. It was awesome. And guess what? Two years later I bought a house. Well, guess what? (laughs) This goes deeper. I'm in this house (laughs) for a couple of years, and I'm digging through my closet and find my old vision board. Okay. Oh my gosh. On this vision board, I pull it out and I'm looking at the house and you know, I didn't recognize it right away, because the color was different. Um, The door was different. There was things that were different. And then I'm like, that's the neighbor's truck that's still there. It was like one of those satellite pictures. And, you know, there was there was like the brick in the front. And then there was this, you know, I had a big, a big tree. And it was I'm trying to remember, it was a um, azalea tree. And I'm like, Okay. It doesn't look the same, but that's the house. And what happened was I, who would thought that two years later, a house that was for sale would be open again. It was bought by an investor completely flipped over when I bought it. It was completely renovated. Everything brand new had that facelift. It was a turnkey house that I was able to buy, got it on a short sale. So that's why it worked out for me financially at the time. And lo and behold, I bought the house that I put on my vision board two years before. And I tell that story, it it is like it's beyond coincidence.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That is awesome. I have heard that many, many, many times about houses in particular, too. And obviously, the universe had some plans. They said, this isn't ready for you yet. And you're saying you want it in two years. So you're not quite ready for it yet. But we're going to pretty it up for you. Really nice. (laughs) I love it.
1: Yeah, and the fact the circumstances of getting it were so odd because it was a short sale. You have to make a bid. You didn't know if you got it. It was this long process, wow. and it was like uh-huh. literally it fell into my lap, and wow. I didn't realize it until till a few years later that I was actually living in the house that I put on my vision board. So it works. Uh huh. <laughs> it does work.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh boy. Um. Do you have anything else you want to share? Anything about um, what's inspired you with your book?
1: Um, so with my book, um, it started out really as just me journaling through my whole soul, I call it my soul excavation process, um, and I would say, you know, it's it's been my whole life, but then I really started getting into journaling around, you know, 2008 and really deep into 2010. And really started doing that cathartic work, the purging, and then looking at people, where do I have bad energy in my life, and starting to Ah. release people in my life, and and really learning those tools along the way, um, like I was talking about with the meditation, slowing down, the art of releasing, the art of renewing, um, Mm. you know, really the art of forgiveness, that's something Mm. that we hold on to, all these things that I've really learned along the way and wrote about them and had the dreams that I have and the experiences that would happen, the synchronicities that would happen. I just started journaling and it started becoming, you know, people would tell me this is really a book. Like this is kind of a blueprint of how you were able to navigate through your life, get through some very yeah. difficult things, and the tools that you found along the way. Wouldn't it be great if other people could learn from that and be able to tap into those tools? So, without wanting it to be a how to book, it really is kind of that guide. It's like that journey, the soul guide of ways you can navigate. Um, and so, I would just say, through that process, it's just being open, being open to learning, being open mm. to don't think you're done. <laughs> you're uh-huh. Not yeah <laughs> you know as much as i say i've learned all these tools there's so much more out there for me to learn and master and just really embrace um but it's the art of practicing and being a practitioner I can say, oh, I took a Reiki class and I'm a Reiki master. Am I practicing that? If I'm not, I'm not really embodying the tools and using them. You have to keep tools sharp, right? Mm -hmm. So it's about, I would say that some things that I've learned is really around, how do you stay tapped into your gifts? How do you keep practicing them? How do you keep them sharp and how do you challenge yourself? Challenge mm-hmm. yourself to take it to that next level. Start here and work your way up. Okay, now with this, where where can I go next with this? And yeah. and really learn to tap into those tools and embrace them, and and be curious. Stay curious, I would say. I love it,
0: and it and you definitely have had a, very much a, a learning um, kind of journey and learning spirit um, along the way. And have you ever found yourself like going down a path and you're just like, I have no idea why I'm learning this right now, but I'm interested in it. And then two years later, you're like having to put it into practice.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. And um, actually how something found me was um, divination tools with the pendulum. Mm -hmm. So uh, for those who don't know what a pendulum is, it's anything could be a pendulum, something with a weighted object. It could be a necklace that has like a pendant, something you can make a string with a paper clip. And what you're doing is you're holding it you're you're tapping into your own energy, you're still, and you might sound crazy guys try it 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 freaked me out the first time I actually did this and it actually worked um, but you basically can use it as an oracle like you yes. can Say, what what is yes? Show me what yes would be. Show me what no would be. And it could be that it will spin a certain way. It will move in a different direction. You start to ask questions that you know answers to to test the calibration, but you have to believe in it. I know it sounds hokey, but it's such a- It's not hokey. This is part of my practice. Yeah, (laughs) I have have so many different pendulums. I love buying pendulums. And I will, like, this sounds crazy. When I'm introducing myself to a new pendulum, it's like starting a new relationship. I have to clear it of its energy and I put it in my pocket. I'll sleep with it under my pillow. I'll keep it close to me. So we build this relationship (laughs) of of energy and then I'll start tapping into it. And it's really, really interesting. Um, And how that happened for me, I was at an art show and it was the, and I go to these things often, but take myself on dates all the time. And that was the date I did for myself was to go to this art Mm -hmm. show. I don't know what happened. I got there and I made a beeline. Like literally it was like autopilot made okay. a beeline for a particular tent that was nested really deep within these 200 tents. And I just like had this, I had to go there. Mm-hmm. And when I got there, there was this artist who did these wood um, hand carved sculptures of eagles and hawks. And it was mm-hmm. like, and that's a totem for me. It's one of my spirit yes. animals that shows up in <laughs> dreams a lot. Um, and I've had, I've had relationships with, you know, kind of this bird thing in my life is another connection I have. <laughs> but um I literally made a beeline for that that tent and this artist had these things and I just I don't know why it was it was five hundred dollars. It was ridiculous. I mean, and I had to have it. I went to the (laughs) ATM, got the money, and bought it. And when I got home, I'm sitting with this like this this you know, this eagle that's crafted out of wood that's on a stand that I can that I can post. And I'm like, what am I gonna do with this? Why did I buy this? (laughs) On the bottom of it, there is an opening. I open the bottom and there is an Oracle book and a pendulum inside wow. (laughs) Okay. And I'm like, okay, that's why I was called to this Uh tent to do this. And it became this whole thing that I became fascinated with and wanted to learn about it and was sitting outside and trying to learn how to calibrate. And I just, you know, that, that was the start of something so unintentional, but those are like examples of how those things will come to you.
0: Oh my gosh. So I just had a thought (laughs) because I remember you telling me, um, Before about this relationship, when when you were recovering, you had this relationship with a hawk that would come visit you every day. Yes, was this the wooden statue? Maybe a symbol of there's a a connection that will come to you that will be part of your healing journey as well.
1: Absolutely, (laughs) you you can look back all day long and you can see those. You can see those breadcrumbs, as I was calling them. Those like little nuggets of you know maybe now this makes sense. There's some things that will happen in your life or. Things that come your way that don't make sense—you don't, you can't make sense of them, um, or you might go see an intuitive who tells you something, and in that moment, it, you're not making the connection. Give it time. Uh-huh. It, you'll make the connection you'll be like aha yes. three in the morning or, or even like weeks later or a year later you're gonna look back and you're gonna be like oh my gosh how did I not see this it's clear mm-hmm. as day so
0: yeah. <laughs> I love that it's so awesome all right anything else you would like to share you oh have gosh so, oh, <laughs> so much knowledge and wisdom and
1: oh yeah like to know, share <laughs> it's almost like if I knew all this I would have my book done right <laughs> um yeah <laughs> And that's coming. It, it's, it's really becoming a passion of mine to like get this complete. And, and what I've learned is, you know, sometimes I had to go through some more experiences to make that book to fruition. And that health journey was the big one that yes. I got a lot out of, you know, um, and, and those tools that, that I can write about and share because I had to go through some difficult things to, to yeah. actually have those learnings to share. So the timing wasn't where I wanted it, but it's, I think it was a necessary, the universe said, you still have things you have to go through that's going to make yeah. this more impactful and more powerful. The, the, the only thing I can really say is, you know, just, just be open-minded, trust yourself, mm-hmm. um, learn to trust your own intuition, learn to tap into different energies and tools and just know we are all okay. We are yeah. all connected and one way <laughs> or another, we are all connected and, um, this can be a really great and amazing life if we choose to. And, and one of the things that I would love to leave everybody with is, you know, the whole manifesting the whole setting intentions, um, even affirmations, things like that, all those little tools. It's all about creating your life intentionally. We can have things happen to us or we can create things for us, right? We can, the the next page of your life is blank and you are the author and you get to choose which way it goes. So don't be afraid to pick up that pen. Don't be afraid to um, try something new, you know, tap Mm -hmm. into something new. One of my next things is to pick up a paintbrush. I've had an easel for over a year, all these art supplies. I have dreams of paintings and sculptures and things that I'm creating them in my mind. Obviously Uh they're, they're mine, but I I have, I have this fear of, uh, you know, how do I get it out? Mm. But, you know, and so don't be afraid to try something new, right? Yes. And just, um, yeah. And just, and just have fun with it and just be open and just, just try different things and see what happens for you. I think you'd be amazed. And I, I would say, I would, I would encourage everyone create a vision board, start there. Yes. Yes. <laughs> just, just create awesome. a vision board, even just get, get a piece of paper and cut out some pictures and, and really think about, and what it co- it causes you to have to do. You have to think about what am I putting on this board? Mm -hmm. If I had, if I, if I need, if I look at this and this is going to sum up where I want my life to be, how do I articulate that? How do I show that it makes you think very, very intentionally of what you choose. And that's also putting things into motion. So I would say, Mm. start there and just trust the universe. And and that's my motto too: trust the universe (laughs) and (laughs) and see see what happens, you know, just, just let it go and see what happens. And I think you're going to have a fun ride.
0: Beautiful. Oh, that's so awesome. Thank you, Diana. Okay. So do you have any call outs that you'd like to share? So books, organizations, or nonprofits, your company, I will definitely put your company website in in the show notes.
1: Sure. Um, Yeah. And so for my company, again, we're kind of doing some private consulting and building that up. And and always, you know, if if anyone wants to have our conversation, I'm so excited to talk to you and see where we can help you with your journey, personal or professional, um, whether it be agile or would rather be just about change, you know, and Mm -hmm. and how do we become those change agents? Um, But as far as call outs, I mean, I, I love to read, I'm going to tell you Eckhart Tolle, just those standard Mm -hmm. books, the power of now is one of Mm -hmm. my favorites. Um, Just going back to some of the basics and looking at, um, you know, just, just writers and and who I would say spiritual thought leaders out there. um, And just, just find, Find someone that you resonate with, you know, find find a podcast that I follow Angie's podcast I and mean, she's always tapping into things like this and just finding somebody or something or a thought leader that you connect with right mm-hmm. and just and follow that and see what you learn and then you're going to become inspired to then maybe want to do your own work and, and share that it would be my biggest gift but i'm always looking for new thought leaders and spiritual leaders and um, different workshops you can go to just sign up mm-hmm. for something master classes are a great thing to sign up for so yes. i signed up for a year of master classes and Every everything under the sun that you might be curious about um, meetups, you know, just go out Uh there and find those people. I I'm part of a lot of different meditation meetups um, and definitely uh, also like people that are into, you know, learning a little bit about the metaphysical, you know, Uh reach Uh out to your communities Um, as far as nonprofits. I mean, I'm always going to support American Heart Association. I'm always going to support these are kind of unrelated to you know, my specific journey, but just, just people in my (laughs) life or things that are important to me, give, give to a charity, give to something that you're passionate about. Um, obviously the, the JDRF is, is something that I'll always support now, um, in honor of you and yeah, yeah. And so just, (laughs) you know, find, find, find those passions of yours and support them and make time for them and make room for them in your life. Because when we give, we get back in, in any way. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's so true. That's awesome. Oh, thank you so much. It was like amazing to have you on. I've been waiting for this for so long. So I'm so excited.
1: I had so, no idea the conversations- <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited. And thank you. And, you know, we never know what to expect with these conversations. I mean, I, I I'm like, Oh, I don't even know where this is going to go today. But it's really around just, you know, being in that space, letting, I'm hoping I said something today that might resonate for somebody. Yeah. Um, if you're going through a hard journey, you're not alone. There's, there's yeah. tools out there to help you. And some of the things I talked about are what helped me. So, yes. you know, if you have yeah. any questions, feel free to reach out to me too. I'd love to have a conversation.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think to the um, community and connection is so, it's so different nowadays than even five years ago, and people are willing mm-hmm. to share what their journey is like and what, how they've gone through. And I think this is where um, it can help others heal. Even if they don't realize, even if you never meet a person listening that may be going through a really, really scary health crisis right now. Wow. Diana really helped me figure out my mindset. How will I use my time? How will I focus my attention? How will I grow through this? And um, you just never know the impact that you could have on on others, you know, just from doing this. So thank you. I appreciate it.
1: <laughs> well, you're welcome. And thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. So thank you, Diana, for being on the show. It was definitely an insightful conversation for sure. We've got a broad range of topics and I will try to do my <laughs> best on the show notes. Um, but I appreciate you for taking time out of your busy schedule and to be with us. If you like this episode, you can tweet at Angie at McCourt. Angie, and let me know. And if you really want to say thank you, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much.